Welcome, listeners, and we are the podcast Fate's Rest. Uh, we are a group of uh, D&D nerds, and we're going to be giving you some adventures. I am Tex. The I will be the DM for this first campaign, and Silver? Let's just go the other way around. All right. Nope. Throw me a curveball over here. Uh, so I'm Silver Dusk. Um, I am playing Zug, the orc. Uh, wizard of the group. Uh, I'm Avon, and I am playing Yolby Allright, a uh, dark elf paladin. Uh, I'm Nekava, and I'm playing Callie Wyeth. Uh She is a tiefling sorcerer. All right. So we are going to get into the first episode here. We're going to zoom in on a bustling city center in the capital city of Librum. Uh, capital city of Librum is in the northern province of the continent of Locorum. And um, it is home to multiple guilds and uh, different uh, like caravan companies and stuff like that. Uh, we zoom in uh, as our three adventurers are making their way through a bustling town center towards a tavern. And uh, as, as they near the door of the tavern, uh, it burst open and countless adventurers and drunkards and uh, all kinds of variety of people come pouring out of the bar. And uh, all talking about uh, free booze, free booze, let's, let's go find this. Uh, as the adventurers walk into the bar or tavern, they see a tall, lithe elf man hanging over the side of the bar, leaning leaning with his elbows on the bar, silently sobbing into his hands. Uh, and a lar- rather large uh, tiefling, with his hands on a hand on the elf's shoulder, the tiefling goes, "Well, don't don't worry." Don't worry, Jim. We'll we'll get her back. I promise you, we'll get her back. The elf. I don't. I don't. I don't know, Sin. I really don't. We're. I don't know what we're gonna do without her. The uh, as the door uh, as the door shuts behind the adventurers, the tiefling looks up from his uh, partner, and welcome, welcome. Uh, are you here for? Uh, are you here for food and drink, or are you here about the uh, bounty? Uh, Yulby will show her uh, pamphlet she's gotten for whatever this job is, and be like, "Whatever this is." Yes, that's that's the bounty. It's our our daughter was kidnapped in the night. Well, I'm here for that. Let me help. The the tiefling looks the other two, and you two are. Is this what you're you're here for? Well, I was curious if stolen in the night, maybe they know who took them. For chance, you do have any information on that? We we really don't know. Uh, we were out. She was uh, supposed to be shutting down the tavern for the night, and when we came back, she was gone. There was a note saying that we'd never see her again. I 
don't know the first thing about this job necessarily. Uh, I'm willing to help, but um, perhaps in exchange you could give me some information on some queries of my own? We can we can help wherever wherever it is that you need. We we just want our daughter back. And the uh, the tiefling points out like across the taverns. We don't as you can tell, we don't really have much and the tavern it looks run down. Uh, for for it being in the city city center, it's it's pretty run down. It's tables are starting to fall apart. Uh, there's a bunch of chairs instead of having four legs, they only have three. There's you can just smell the saturated booze and burnt food that's just been all over all over the tavern. They and then there's a few broken tables off to one side that looks like there might have been a fight recently and they just haven't been able to repair the tables yet. It's the the elf man looks up from his uh, from his hands and says, we'll pay, we'll give you anything. We just want to know our daughter is safe. Do, do you have the note? Y- y- yes, and the elf man like rushes off uh, uh, to the back room and comes back with a uh, paper. His, his hand's kind of shaking and sets the paper on the counter in front of him. So Zug wants to investigate this note and see kind of any information at all from these people, like who the kidnappers might be, maybe any kind of like the way they write, you know, if you can get any kind of information from that, like, right. you know, female, feminine, you know, lighter, heavier, maybe kind of decide who it was who wrote the note. And that's a 21 for the investigation. 21 for investigation. Alright, so, looking upon this note, you'll see that it wasn't necessarily hastily uh, written. It looks like it's a generic note that may have been handed out multiple times. It's, It's written on old, really old parchment. The handwriting is uh, deep and heavy. Uh, a heavier person, like a heavier person, wrote it. Wrote it. Wrote it. Wow, my grammar sucks today. <laughs> and uh, it looks like the person was left-handed, as the the words kind of as they were writing, smudged as they wrote from left to right. So, left-handed, larger person. Can I read the note? What does it say? The note says, Do not search for your child. We have taken her, and she will not be coming back. We need her for a ritual. You... And then it cuts off. Like it was ripped? Yes, like it was ripped. Like they went to tear it out of a book or something, and it ripped half the page off. Is this the entirety of the note? I'm talking to the uh, the people here. Sorry. The uh, tiefling said, "Yes, this this is what we found. There was it looked like signs of a small struggle. Though knowing our daughter, she didn't put up much of a fight. She's a very tiny, tiny person. There's not much she could do if there was multiple people." 
What's she look like? So the, the tiefling uh, goes over and pulls a uh, what looks like a, a hand-drawn or a hand-painted portrait of the three of them. And in, in between the elf and the tiefling stands a uh, rather small satyr. She is roughly 5'6", has dark black curly hair, um, a really dark complexion, and very short uh, ram-like horns. To note, her eyes are the yellow speckled color of those with the fey andressery. I make sure to show the other two because they're helping on this, it seems like. Well, if we're all three going to be on this job, we may as well work together. Three heads better than one. Have, have either of you, Agreed. looking over at the shopkeeps again, uh, have either of you heard anything about cults in the area or seen or heard anything about anyone else going missing? The, the tiefling man thinks for a moment, which is well... In the northern sector of the town, there was a couple of uh, urchin children that went missing, but they weren't. The, the guard captain, when we reported, uh, reported our our faith missing, She, uh, they, the captain said that no one looked into these children because they tend to just leave town on their own, but the rumors say that these, they didn't just leave. Do either of you know who might have seen these children last? Like, who lives around the area? Anyone else I could talk to for just more information about them? There is a... an old... an old woman who runs a bakery up in the north. She, uh... She tends to feed the urchin children. She may know more. Thank you. Does she have a name? Her name is Rose. What about the bakery? Her bakery? Well, the uh, the Tifu man kind of like forces a smile. Her bakery is called Button Bakery. Well, I guess to the lady. Um, Look at the other two. So, yeah. I only have one other question for you. Um, have you seen or heard anything strange happening lately um, surrounding your daughter? I don't know. Maybe somebody, a customer showing more interest or um, appearance of maybe items that you didn't have before or something like that. Well, there was a group of people that came by not what and he looks at his partner three months ago partner kind of shrugs because I don't I don't know Sin. I, there's so much going on and tiefling looks back well anyway they they came up there was five or six of them and uh, one of them was trying their best to court our daughter and she's not the, the bravest or a most outgoing person so it kind of uh, upset her a bit and, and that was really the only time anything odd 
happens because the people who come here tend to no faith and leave her alone for the most part. I see. Thank you for your time. Uh, we'll look into it as we can, and unless the two of you have any other questions, I suppose we'll return if we have any others. Uh, if you can find anything, uh, please come back and tell us. We we are offering free drink and board for any any information. It'll be nods. We're like, okay, well, to the bakery. That lady might know more. As so, y'all y'all are gonna head out. That's. Yeah. Uh, so long as Zug doesn't have any other questions. Nope, Zug has asked his piece. So, as y'all head out, the uh, the tiefling says, "Head north down the main road. You can't miss it. There's a giant red uh, shirt button on the sign." Okay. All right. So, making your way through this well, through this large city. I do think Zug would uh, talk to them while they're walking there. Alright. Because, you know, they will all look at the note. So, note had rather specific words if it was just random. Wouldn't you say? Uh, who cares for paper? Uh, well, if it's the only clue leading us toward whoever did this so I think we should care at least a little about it it basically says don't look for child it said don't look for daughter specifically no name but says daughter in note I almost wonder if it's from a book of some kind maybe play He'll be shrugs. <laughs> I. Always like, always like, I can't punch book. I don't care. <laughs> Basically, it. Words so, are I, for fancy people. <laughs> I want the three of you to roll perception checks as y'all head north towards the bakery. Question: What time of day it is? So it'll be around noon, maybe. Two o'clock in the afternoon, at the latest. So it is bright. Okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think it's safe to say Zug doesn't see anything. It's not a four. That's a twelve for you'll be at disadvantage because she is a drow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a four for Kelly as well. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was Jewelby's? Twelve. <laughs> wow. The one who can't see in the day can see. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're too busy puzzling over this note. Obviously, we're just distracted. It's fine. You're distracted by paper. It's. <laughs> It's so useless. what I imagine, what I imagine is happening, <laughs> is Zug and Callie are like 
intently staring at this paper as they walk and Yulby's just kind of like strolling along, her arms swinging like, it's just another day. (laughs) 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 But Yulby will will notice at the corner of her eye every so often as they're moving towards this bakery that there is movement behind them. It seems to be uh, it seems to continue almost the entire way towards the bakery. Cool. So, how crowded are the streets? So this time of day, I would say most people are are roughly either sticking around towards uh, either like a food shop or actually at the shops because the central of this town is a big marketplace. And, oh. Um, it's it's not like uh, it's a bunch of booths. Think of the tavern is off to the tavern she left from is off to one side of a giant circle of streets, mm-hmm. and uh, in town square there's a giant I don't know pillar. I don't know how else to describe that. It's like a like a monument type thing, mm-hmm. kind of like the Washington Monument in the center of the town, marking the mm-hmm. center of the town. And around it are a bunch of food booths and stalls and uh, tables and stuff for like different the different booths. Okay. Obelisk. Obelisk. There you go. That's the word. See words today. (laughs) So if Yulby decides to walk backwards and talk to her new friends, uh, she could do that without bumping into too many people. Correct. Awesome. She's gonna walk backwards and just. watch them look at the papers for a minute, but also kind of look back to see who might be following. So, um, while I guess while Callie and Zug are looking over this note, Zug wants to I don't know how, it'd probably be a history to look back. Can he recall any plays that reference daughters and being taken for rituals? No. This generic note thing is like, hmm... You, you don't even have to to, to roll anything, no. <laughs> but this looks like it was it. So this specifically, I probably should explain this a little more. This note specifically was looks handwritten, maybe three four days prior, and it it if unless it was like more specific, it just looks like a generic note, like someone just wrote a generic scranton note, threw it on threw it on the counter and left. Okay. Uh, so while Yulby's walking backwards, he'll be like, "Well, my name's Yulby. Who are you two? You can call me Callie." So Zug would look up from the note. Uh, I'm I'm Zug. Uh, I guess yeah, we did we did introduce us. We just started traveling and working right away. It's an odd way to start a relationship. Oh, that's why I'm fixing it. Admirable quality. <laughs> She'll look at her like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it... Words I don't understand? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It shows me that the two of you won't be um, slacking on the job, as it were. <laughs> slacking on a job to save a child? She points to her armor, like, super proud of it. <laughs> hands on hips while walking backwards 
Um, and then I will add uh, that her armor is like, I think it's white and purplish, right? Yes. Um, which is uh, the white queens. Uh, what? So the her armor, both Callie and Doug will know after traveling for a bit, uh, denotes her as a paladin of the Order of Maidens. Order of what? Sorry? Maidens. I hear the last word. Okay. Um, what is common knowledge about that? Like, what do we know about that? So they are an order of female paladins and clerics who uh, travel around protecting uh, unwed mothers, uh, abandoned children. Uh, a lot of them tend to, the clerics tend to run the orphanage around the orphanages around the country and uh, the paladins normally go town to town and help people hmm. well, it certainly seems like we have exactly the right companion for this sort of job she grins it's bright and kind of goofy <laughs> coming up on the uh, bakery here. Uh, uh, go ahead and uh, you'll be roll me another perception check. Oh, that sounds good. That's a disadvantage every time. Well, that's a nine. It's a nine. So the uh, the figures or shadows that you seem to have seen earlier, you no longer can see them. Like, you no longer notice them. Mm. She squints. It's very bright out. Are you alright? Uh, so, yeah, was... there were people following, but I don't see them anymore. So, not just say it out loud, uh, Zuck definitely wants to kind of look over his shoulder and see if he can see anybody. Roll of perception. That is a 21. At risk of um, just copying the same check as everyone else, also being told someone's following them. Kali would also look, please. <laughs> I mean, someone being, to, someone being told we have somebody following us is a bit like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> okay. That's only a nine. So. And only a nine. So Kali doesn't, doesn't notice anything. But as Zug turns around to look, he'll notice uh, two shadowed figures dip out of sight into a nearby alleyway. So you kind of would, I guess, step, you know, kind of get closer to the two there. I don't know the routes of the alleys, but they ducked into one just a bit back behind us. Does he point out exactly which alleyway? No, he just says they ducked into one close by because he doesn't want to be obvious about it. You'll be squints at the alleyways around them. <laughs> mm, I'll have to keep an eye out. Uh, they did say they were giving away free booze to anyone who had information. So if somebody were waiting to see who might be trying to solve this, they would only need to wait outside that tavern to see who exits. Um, my, my point is, they if these are the people who took her, then they know we're onto them. Or attempting to be onto them, as it were. 
or opportunist wanting to get the reward. She like gestures to him like or that. Mm. Well, many people working on the same task is good. Find more children besides <laughs> just. So, how close are we to that bakery? And you're standing roughly right outside it. Maybe five, six feet from the door at this point. So. Does it smell amazing? Yes. <laughs> Smells fresh baked bread and well, uh, I was sweet uh, breads and stuff like that. So Zug's gonna kind of look at uh, look at them. And I think somebody should continue down the street to see if the followers approach us again. I haven't had much luck spotting them as of yet, but if you describe them to me, I don't mind taking on the task. I don't know if I did Zug get a good enough look to So what he what Zug saw was the tail end of just two shadowed figures dipping into the alleyway. He didn't catch details. Yeah, as soon as we made details. Uh, did not get a close or good look at them before they ducked. I just saw them retreating into the alleys. Well, then I suppose it doesn't matter if which one of us goes. I'll, uh, catch up with the two of you later. As she, like, continues, starts continuing to walk. Okay. Well, Zug, Zug, Zug would make a show of, like, you know, waving, like, saying goodbye to a friend. Oh, Yobi does the same thing, like, oh, I guess I should do the same thing. <laughs> 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 goodbye forever. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly will uh, continue down the street as if she has somewhere else to go, like very much walking with purpose rather than like wandering. Alright. And are the other two just going to stand in the middle of the road? Well, so I think Zuck would head towards the door but keep an eye out. Oh yeah, like hang out outside the door in front of the bakery, like lean on the wall for a minute and talk to Zug, but also keep an eye out. Make it look like we stopped to chat for a second. Maybe talk gossip about Callie. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you actively watching. I need I need perceptions. I just need Callie's passive perception, which I should probably. It's um not all that impressive. It's just twelve. Oh, nuts. She still doesn't see anything. <laughs> That's a 13 for Yolby. And I hate it because it's at disadvantage because I got a 20 for the other one. <laughs> it's like got a 19. So I've got a 19. Zug sees the, these two shadowed figures once again slowly creep out of the alleyway. Uh, they seem rather on the shorter side. And uh, one of them kind of breaks off and starts to uh, reluctantly follow Callie. And follow is kind of a strong word, as in this person is almost practically running to catch up with Callie. And the other one stopped and is watching us? 
the other one has stopped a couple, maybe a stall or two away on this little road here, and is uh, trying to stealthily eyeball the two of you. You'll be just prattling on about Callie and how smart she thinks she is. <laughs> As these two figures split up, they, uh, the one that chased after Callie runs runs up to her and taps her shoulder. Well, turn to look. When she turns and looks, there is a young, uh, el- a young elven boy can't be more than nine or ten years old. He's panting heavily. He says, Miss, miss. Can I help you? Are, are you... Are you looking for Miss Faith? I don't see what business that is of yours. What do you need? I, I think... The, the same people took our sister. Your sister? Yes, she's she's like like you. And he kind of like makes the motion on his head to the horns and she she kind of takes takes care of us younger kids. But we haven't seen her since some men and I guess black robes uh, were talking to her the other day. Uh, right then. Um, will you follow me a moment? Of course. She will lead this kid back to the other two people that she was just working with. Zug was about to, or I was going to ask if uh, Zug could message Kendra real quick, but she said it back easily too. <laughs> <laughs> You will notice that as you get closer to the other two, the elvish boy uh, sees Zug and kind of like shies away a little bit. Oh, come now. You're going to have to be brave if you want to save your sister. He he just kind of looks like the man that talked to my sister. He seems to be... He seems to have a good head on his shoulders, so why don't you, uh, tell all of us, motioning to Yulby and Zug, everything you know about the incident with your sister. And, uh, he, he kind of looks back at the other at the other person that was, uh, watching, who runs up, maybe five or six years old uh, very small uh, Ganassi child I'm going to say Earth Ganassi just because it's not a common thing and uh, it says well we went she sent us to get uh, food from Miss Rose here a few days ago and when we got back she was talking to to these men the the one that she was talking to kind of looked like him with the the big teeth in the front and he not not even the next day she was gone we have that it, it's been four 
five days, and the guards won't do anything. Well, hmm. lucky for you, uh, you'll be here has a talent for helping children in need, so we'll help you out. She nods, and she'll kneel down to the ground to their height, uh, because even though she's sh on the short end, she's still taller than them and in armor. It's kind of scary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will... I'll find your sister, and we'll find Miss Faith, and what's your sister's name? Her, her name is Erin. She, like I was telling, telling her, she has the horns like that, the, and her skin is like a reddish color. Um, yeah. are there any other distinguishing features about her that we, uh, should keep in mind? This, this child thinks for a moment, and the, uh, the other one pipes up. She has a scar on her left eye. Kind of like wiping down her own eye, slightly stabbing herself in the eye as she does it. <laughs> oh, careful about your eyeball. You need those. As you'll be squints because it's bright out. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, about how old is she? Um... Maybe a few years older than me. The, the elvish boy speaks up. Um, so my question is, uh, out of character, how old did Miss Faith look in her uh, photo? So in her portrait, portrait um, looked to be a, a few years old, but in her portrait, she's maybe 12, 13 years old. So sounds like all around late teens to take them. 15 to 17 is about the age group that Faith would be. Is that... Will be nods. Was there anything else unique about her eyes? A unique color, perhaps? They... Well, hers were... They're like a pretty orange color. Like, a very very unique because none of the other children that she watches has colored eyes looks at Zug's eyes like his and the kid the, uh, the, the little girl's eyes light up yeah yeah kind of like those Zug would definitely kind of you know lower some kind of a little bit uh, so they can see him better so the man with the teeth did he have any like marking on his clothes or on himself like animal or he was wearing a black cloak his face was mainly obstructed i only saw his his the his skin around his mouth and the the big teeth one of them looked broken sticking out the front of his face there kelly will uh, smile a little at the child's use of the word obstructed because it's a big word for a, for a kid she's like oh you're you're so smart <laughs> You'll be over here like, what the fuck does that word mean? <laughs> <laughs> the orphan kid goes about teaching you'll be what the word instructed means. <laughs> yeah. Right. Huh. Have you ever seen him around before the day that he spoke to your sister? I've seen him wandering around the town. I've never seen him talk to anyone, though. And the uh, the boy kind of like uh, has this like wide-eyed moment. And he's like, oh, 
there was something about his cloak. On the on the back of his cloak, there was a large tree of some kind. I don't. It had like rainbow colored leaves. It was very very interesting. The little girl says shiny. Well, one doesn't uh, pay for that level of embroidery just for nothing, unless you stole it off of someone. That's probably a clue as well. Can I, can I roll a history if that tree makes any sense anywhere? Yeah, I was thinking religion. Religion or tree or history. Well, either one. Religion or tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do a nature, probably. His tree? Oh, God. <laughs> I was just thinking if she would remember it from anything. That's an 18 for me. Yeah, that's a 16 for Zug on the religion. Uh, 16 for you'll be on history. Callie's was history or a religion? Uh, it's the same modifier. I'll do uh, history because I okay. don't know if it's supposed to be religious or not. So, for the history jigs, you will know that this slightly... Uh, describes uh, the giant cherry tree at the northern end of the continent. As it is the only one on the entire continent that has rainbow-colored leaves. For the religion check, you will know you have run into you've run into a couple of these guys before in your travels, that they are the cults of the rising sun and they are to and they are a cult that are big on sacrificing uh, young women to try to bring back the calamity so i think zug zug would uh would definitely you know pull out the little copper and like point to uh point to cali and message cantrip the cult of the rising sun See if it rings any bells for her, so the orphans can't hear what you know that their sister was taken to a cult. That's fair. <laughs> okay, she'll nod and look at the kids again. Wait, how far away is the giant tree from us? Like, so this tree is large enough that no matter where you are in the northern province, uh, if you have a clear line of sight of the horizon, you can see it. Yes, but like, where is it? Like, you are miles in the away? So, the map here that I have, uh, you are, I'd say, probably a th three to four days travel from this town by cart to the Salix Valley where the tree is. Okay, my other question is, you said with my history check, I knew that that was the only tree that was like that on this continent, but are there other cherry trees that are similar in any way? Or is this the only cherry so there... tree on the whole continent too? <laughs> so you being where you're from, will know that there are a few in they're not as large or as iconic as the one in the Salix Valley but there are a few rainbow cherries near the, uh, in the on the larger islands the uh, Argentic Seas okay I was just thinking if I were to build a 
cult church nearby, I'd probably pick to put it next to a tree. <laughs> but but there's only one of those trees on the continent. Yeah, gotcha. Um, she will plant one of the cherries to try to grow a tree at your cult headquarters. She will uh, <laughs> respond to this message with only place I can think of for them to gather anywhere nearby would be just kind of like glances in the direction of the giant tree that everyone can see. Doesn't want to like obviously point for the children, but you know. Well, that was her well, it's just responding to the message. We hear, we're, we're message. We all, we can only hear each other. That's fair. <laughs> I was like, I don't have anything. I can't hear shit. <laughs> you'll be will stand up and be like, well, let's go get a snack inside the bakery. We gotta go see the what's her name, Miss Rose. The uh, the the Elvish boy is like, yes, Miss Rose is wonderful. She makes the best muffins. Are you guys hungry? She looks at the two kids. They both kind of like look at each other and yeah, food is food is wonderful. Let's go get some food. She's not sure what the other two are doing. They're giving each other like those eyeballs, I guess, for magic. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the magic like, eyeball. Yeah, uh, and then go inside to at least get food for the kids and herself. Smells great. She's been wanting to go inside for so long. As you open the door, you are blasted with a cacophony of different baked good smells. Cherry pies, apple pies, different types of muffins. You can smell all kinds of things. Yes. Everything is yes. This is everything Yulby's ever wanted. (laughs) 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 Even her tummy rumbles. I'm not sure if the other two are coming in. Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to hang behind and have just exchange a word with Zug before entering. Bad. So she kind of stopped and kind of like yeah. grab his arm, whatever he'd stop and turn. It's like, you know, gently touch his shoulder or something. So both of the children that were... Yes, children. Um, both the children that were taken so far that we know of had unique eyes like yours. Uh or something similar. Do you think that's a specific target? If they are, I guess, divine touched, maybe. It is the it is the sign of the divine sparks is the orange and yellow eyes. Well the But I know that, that cult does try to sacrifice to bring back the old calamity. Maybe thinking using somebody who is touched by the celestials they could maybe get enough power to have something happen the the eyes that faith had weren't quite the same i happen to know that those indicate fey touched rather than celestial origin Ah. maybe they just need a little of everything for best results Perhaps. And I know that their main targets seem to be young women right now, but should we remove that source of whatever this is from them, you may become a target yourself, considering you share the right sort of bloodline, it seems. Would not be first time as a target for cults. Probably won't be the last. 
do that as it may, I wanted to make sure you were aware of the possibility and were on your guard before we marched right into them. So I think you would, you know, uh, open the door for her and just kind of you know, say, as she's walking past, I'm always on my guard and follow her into the bakery. Hello, everyone. Thanks once again for tuning into Fake Rest. In the description of the episode, there will be a link for our Discord and a credit to any and all music used in the episode. Once again, we thank you for tuning in and we're hoping you're enjoying yourself. Stay tuned for more adventures in the world of Terra. And this is Tex, your DM, signing off. <laughs>